Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Planis. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. I have a very exciting sermon entitled, Why Is It My Giving Working? I'm going to deal with four types of giving. You know, according to the scripture, if you give, you ought to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in and blessed going out. But it hadn't been happening, right? Well, I'm going to tell you something. This sermon has went literally all over the world from Singapore to New York. And people say, it's the only thing I've ever worked concerning giving, and it will bless you. So I want you to call a friend, tell them to turn that television on. I want you to get a pencil and pad and take some notes, because today you're going to learn something, how to get what you rightfully deserve. Why isn't my giving working? You're going to find out right now. Be blessed. Call a friend. Do it now. We're going to start this at Malachi chapter 3. You know where I'm going. And as you're turning to Malachi chapter 3, there are four types of giving in the Bible. Most people know them all, but get them all mixed up, and they change the way things are supposed to function. There is the tithe. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to teach this, and I'm going to try to teach it slow. There is the tithe. There is the first fruits. There is the alms. And there is the seed. Four types of giving in the Bible. Three of them go to God. One of them goes to man. Now write that down. Um, maybe one day I ought to start putting some of these points on that because I know sometimes they're kind of long on the screen one of these days. Maybe I'll get a chance to do that. Four types of giving. The tithe. The first fruits. The alms. And the seed. Now I'm going to get ahead of myself a little bit. Most people understand the alms. They struggle with the tide. They don't believe at all in the first fruits. And they think the seed is a gamble. A shot in the dark. But when God places something in the scripture, one of my favorite verses that I have on this church Psalms 89, 34, my covenant will I not break. Now watch this. Nor alter the things that go out of my lips. Title of my sermon today is why isn't my giving working? Why isn't that? Well, I'm going to get to that, but I got to first build this foundation. In Malachi chapter 3, Verse 8, it says, will a man rob God? I'd like to answer that. Yes. Because he figured God ain't coming to the house to arrest him. But remember this, that God always lets you make the choice. He has the power to arrest you. But he lets you make the choice. Will a man rob God? Yes. You have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? He says, in tithe and offerings. Now watch this. You are cursed with a curse. That's pretty strong. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. So he wasn't talking to one person. The whole nation included the preachers. And the priests. And anybody working in ministry of that day. Then he gives us an instruction. Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now, he saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven 
pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Now, they were an agricultural community, and he, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts, and all nations shall call you blessed or empowered to prosper, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, what's the motivation for tithing? Write this down. Motivation for tithing is obedience. Write that down. I'm dealing with this morning, why isn't my giving working? Okay, here we go. The tithe, the motivation is simply obedience. Now write this down. The tithe is the divine connector to the blessing. The tithe is the divine connector to the blessing. What blessing? Let me help you give you a chance to write that down. The tithe is a divine connector to the blessing. Well, what blessing is he talking about? I'm not talking about blessings, stuff. Something higher here. The blessing, the ability to get stuff. The tithe is a divine connector to the blessing. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. You can go look at it later. It says, verse, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful, always producing. Multiply, always increasing. Replenish, fill and refill. You've heard me say this before. And subdue, control your environment or your environment will control you. That's the blessing. That's what the tide connects with. The blessing was before the tithe. Okay? In other words, God gave you a harvest or the end result before the beginning. Then he instituted tithing in the Bible. In both Testaments. Amen. Most people say it's an Old Testament concept. No. It's a Bible concept. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the tithe is a divine connected to the blessing. What blessing? Be fruitful, always producing, multiply, always increasing, replenish, fill and refill. And then it says subdue. Control your environment or, or your environment will control you. Watch this. Write this down if you can. Tithing is the way for recession or depression to bypass you. Tithing is the way for recession or depression to bypass you. Why? Because he says, bring all the tithers out to me and meet in mine house. Poo now he says, all the host not open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing. There shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will open up the windows of heaven. As long as the windows of heaven are open to you, I don't care what recession is or depression is, it bypasses you. I am proof that that exists. Look at me. When in the recession, uh, they call it the Great Recession. I wasn't born to the Great Depression, but in the Great Recession, I was not affected at all. In fact, I was blessed. I did that because it connected me, my tithe connected me, and it caused me to bypass recession. Now, I was not born in the Great Depression. I may look like I was, but I'm not. That's, way, that's too far back there. That's in the 
oh, 29 to 34, 35. But Brother Kenneth Copeland's father and mother, A.W. Copeland and Vanetta Copeland, on their marriage day, put tithing in their marriage vows. Now, that man's now in heaven, so is Sister Vanetta Copeland. Now, this is the straight words from the lips of Brother Kenneth Copeland. They just really blessed me. And they were in the Great Depression, all right? And yet, because they refused to break that covenant, Brother A.W. Copeland never went 24 hours without a job and a good paying job. So that open-winded heaven made him bypass the Great Depression, and he went home to be with the Lord, taking care of himself, had his own money and everything, and left money for his family. That's what the tithe does. It makes you bypass recession and depression. Oh, that's good. Write this down. Tithing holds God to his promise to rebuke the devourer for your sakes. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Tithing holds God to his promise to rebuke the devourer. What devourer? Well, the devourer that's trying to make your car break down, your washing machine break down, uh, your air condition, your house going down, or anything that he can do to make you spend money that you don't want to spend in other words, things that come up when you least expect it. You know what I'm talking about. So I have, and I have, I'm proof of that in my first house, or this house when I moved here. I mean, the air conditioner man said, I would go slap broke. I can't believe how long your air conditioning unit lasted. I said, well, I'm a tither, and he kind of freaked out over that. I said, that what it is, God rebuked the devourer for my sakes. So when people lost money, Jesse made money. Why? Not that I was better than them, but I was connected to the blessing. So I bypassed that. And that Malachi 3.10 and 3.11 holds God to that promise that the devourer wouldn't touch anything I have. You see, I'd rather have 90% be blessed of my money than 100% of it be cursed. He said, you're a curse. I'd rather have 90% be blessed than to have 100% be cursed. Well, I can't afford that. Well, you're going to get there. That's why you're here. That's why we're trying to help you. First thing, you've limited yourself of what you can afford. You didn't have to ask God about that. He ain't interested in what you can afford. It's what he affords. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to take the limits off. Get rid of this stuff. God wants you blessed to be a blessing. Why? So you can do the things you want to do. These principles from God's word works. I'm telling you, I'm living proof of that. I mean, that's sincere. I'm a tither and I live under that blessing. Open wind in heaven. It's a blessing. The tithe not only keeps me blessed and keeps the window open for me to be blessed, but it keeps me safe from the hand of the enemy. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Do you believe that promise? Do, do, I'm asking a question here. Do you believe that promise? Because if you believe that promise, Satan can't touch you. 
You understand what I'm saying? All the promises of God are yea and amen. I mean, and how do you get these things? I pull on God's problem, on God's promises with faith and words. Words are containers, they're vessels, they hold what you are believing for. My God, and it's about time you get them all. I mean that sincerely. Don't you think so? Don't you think you're ready for a harvest? I believe you're. You've been given for years and years and years and years. And people say, well, just hang on. You're tired of hanging on. It's time to receive what God says. I get excited about this because I can't help myself. Pull on that promise of God with faith and with words, and I'm guarantee you it's going to come to pass. God's word is true. I want to go back into the message right now. I hope you're taking notes. I want you to do that, but you're going to learn some things today, and it's going to work not some of the time, all the time. The next way of giving is the first fruits. What is the motivation for first fruit? The motivation for first fruits is generosity. Write it down. The motivation for first fruits is generosity. Write it down. And go with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. I want to read verse 9 and 10. Motivation, uh, the first, uh, the the motivation for first fruits is generosity. Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10. You don't have to turn to it. You can go to it later. It says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. All. Why? So your, thy barns be filled with plenty. Everybody say plenty. And thy vats of precious shall burst out with new wine. Amen. This is the first fruit offering. Now, why does God want us to give first fruits? Remember this now. This is being given to God. Write this down. First fruits shows God you're not in love with money. That's why he trusts you with it. First fruits shows God you're not in love with money. That's why he trusts you with it. Meaning this, if you get a raise of $50, all right? They gave you a raise of 50 bucks on your check. That whole 50 should be given to the work of the Lord. Amen. Oh, no, but I need that money. Well, you've been living without it for a long, long time. I'm pretty sure you can live without it one more paycheck. Remember, you were living without it, right? Now, that shows God, his, I just blessed him. And you know what? He's generous. Instead of go buy something, you, and you only do this once. This is not every time. And then enjoy your raise the rest of your life. It shows God that you don't love money. That you love him. That's generosity. You're motivated by generosity. You, you, do you get that? And that simply means that he can trust you with it, which means he's going to give you more. Amen. All right? Write this down. First fruit shows your gratitude to God for the extra blessing he has bestowed upon you. So in other words, it shows God that you don't love. And the second time, he show, it shows gratitude. Let me say it again. First fruits show your gratitude to God for the extra blessing he has bestowed on you. See, so in other words, this is given to God. These are four types of, uh, of offerings and givings to the Lord. So he said, Lord, I mean, I ain't had it before, 
so I can wait one more paycheck before I can start blowing it or doing what I want with it. And he goes, you mean you would think of me? That's why they call it first fruits. He said, because you have done that and you have honored me with all thy substance, I'm going to keep your house full of groceries, your car full of gas, your children fully clothed with uh, good clothes, you know, uh, brand name clothes. And while they're wearing it, just like it was renewed in the Israel in the desert, it's going to bust out with new wine. They're going to get some more, and so are you. In other words, girl, you ain't going to never have a shopping spree like you have once you understand first fruits. Now, God gives you a choice on first fruit, bring it to the house, or bring it, look, now nah, this is where you're going to get mad. <laughs> or bring it to the priest. <laughs> I lost you right there. I <laughs> Go read it. There is approximately, no, that's not approximately, it is a fact. There are at least 31 references concerning first fruits in the Bible. 31 of them. People say, well, that's an old covenant thing. Not according to Romans 11, verse 16. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to say this. Let me say this. First, God shows that you, he trusts you, that you don't love money. So he trusts you with money. He shows that your gratitude when you give first fruits for the extra blessing. Write this down. First fruits is an expression of your love for his word. And as I just said, it is only done once. It's only done once. In other words, you, you get a fifth dollar a month raise at, at one time, and then you got 11 months of just enjoying whatever, or whatever the raise is. Okay? I remember that, okay? It's an expression also of love for his word. And it's only done once. Why? Because he's not looking to get your raise. He's wanting to raise you more. Okay, write this down. First fruits is in the New Testament, and there are 31 references to first fruits in the entire Bible. 31 of them. And I've had some people say, now, brother, that first fruit stuff not in the New Testament. Well, can I read it to you? Romans chapter 11. That's in the New Testament, isn't it? Is that the, it wrote by the Apostle Paul? Romans chapter 11, verse... In this way, you can tell somebody if they have a question in verse 16. I think Romans chapter 11, verse 16, we get to it. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. See, we're the branches. This is in the New Testament. Read it again, Romans eleven sixteen. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. See what I'm saying? So it's, it's coming over. That's what God wants to do. I just love that. God wants you to flourish in every way. Let me ask a question. Are you faithful with your money? Look, when you honor God by obeying his word and giving with purpose, you will receive results. You will. Not might. Forget all that might stuff. You will receive results. That's God's word. You know, I received a question the other day from a viewer that I believe is going to help many of you watching today. His name is George. George asked me this. I have an enormous hospital bill that I don't know how I'll ever be able to pay off. 
I'm so overwhelmed that I don't know where to begin. Jesse, can you please give me a scripture to apply, to apply and what step to take first? Well, first thing first, George, God said he'd supply. How many need? All you need. That's your scripture. Not some all. Now, you didn't ask for that. The battle may not be your choice, but the outcome is. Now, how do you apply it? You stand on the word of God and say, God, I, I didn't want this to happen, but it did. And Lord, you gave Jesse a statement years ago. I didn't ask you to pay for it. I asked you to believe for it. George, start believing now over and above that hospital bill. I mean that sincerely. Go over and above and beyond. See, Satan's messing with you, and he don't have a right to do that stuff. I want to pray for George and everyone right now, and I want to believe God for all of you to be debt-free. Can we do that? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, first I ask you to help George Take care of this. Go over and just knock this bill out to the glory of who you are. I also pray for George to be debt-free in every area and everyone else viewing this telecast. Lord, I stand on the spoken word of God. Your word is true. Lord, I'm debt-free. You don't love me anymore and you love anybody else. So, God, I ask you right now in the mighty name of Jesus to do this today for George and everyone that's watching. Debt-free in everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. George, you're a winner going somewhere to win. I know these things are not easy. Don't misunderstand me. Just being in a hospital is, is tough. You know what I'm saying? But then here comes the bill, which is worse. And I mean, it's all very, very expensive. But your God's not broke. Hoo-hoo, I like that. And the Bible said, the Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. Not only did we pray for you, George, and everyone watching today, I believe in God for all of you to be debt free. And when it happens soon, write us a little note, drop us a letter, or send us a comment on social media. It will be a blessing of God. Kathy's coming up right now with some great, glorious moments. I love this segment of the program. Take it away, Kathy, and bless God, bless the people, and bless me. Hello. You know, Jesse and I are thankful for the people that are being reached and the lives that are being changed by hearing the truth of the gospel. Psalm 78, verse 4 in the NLT declares, We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about His power and His mighty wonders. Since 1978, we have been declaring the power and goodness of our God to every generation, using every available voice to tell everyone about the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. People of all ages are writing to us about the glorious deeds of the Lord that they have experienced. I love sharing their testimonies like these today. This first one is from Idaho. When I began viewing your YouTube videos three years ago, I was so poor and I was worried about the electricity being turned off and my phone being disconnected. Through your spiritual teachings, I've begun to see a change in my income from different sources. Today, I can proudly say my income has over doubled. The Lord has richly blessed me and I'm truly favored by God. I'm happy to partner with your ministry. I love that. This next letter is from Louisiana, and it says, Your letters and Voice of the Covenant magazines have always come into our home when my husband and I really need to be encouraged. We have prayed for you and Kathy, your ministry, and all the outreaches of labor you do as a bold, courageous servant of God. Don't ever quit, Brother Jesse. We love you and Kathy. 
You know, each day we all have opportunities to tell others what God has done, what he is doing, and what he will do in the lives of all that will believe his word. I pray that you will seize the opportunity to tell someone that God has done some great things in your life and in the lives of your loved ones. Let everyone know about his power and his mighty wonders today. God bless you. You can broadcast the wonderful works of God right where you are. Mark your calendars for Kathy Duplantis' 2021 Glorious Conference. Join us October 1st and 2nd at the JDM International Headquarters in Destrehan, Louisiana. Everyone is welcome and registration is free. Visit JDM.org for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, Distortion, the Vanity of Genetically Altered Christianity, it's a life changer, buddy. I'm telling you, it will change your life. And you don't have to get lost in the theological wilderness to understand this. You understand what I'm saying? You were created to live free and simply believe. But my God, man, Satan has distorted and genetically altered some of these things. And even preachers are preaching genetically altered Christianity, which they should not. Believe the word of God and watch it come to pass. How do you get it? Go to JDM.org for all the ordering information. I'm telling you, it's one of the most powerful books I've ever wrote. It will bless you and minister life to your partners. What can I say? Thank you for your faithful financial support to this ministry. Without you, we couldn't do what we do, you know? And I mean that sincerely. We are reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. And all these years of preaching, 45 years of preaching, we've never had a financial deficit. I say it every program. I'm going to say it, I believe, till Jesus comes. You know why we have it? Because I trust you, and you trust me, and we both trust God. My God, I give, you give, God gives, it comes together. That's just how it works. Let me say it again. I trust you. You will bless this ministry. You trust me, and we both trust God. It is a blessing of God. Trust is a wonderful thing. And I'm telling you, partner, I can't thank you enough. And I'm just believing God one day I can meet every partner that's ever been a blessing to this ministry. I may not be able to do it here, but when I get to heaven, I'm coming to your house. You understand? I want to meet you. It's going to be such a blessing. Also, for your August partnership, we're offering our message today, Why Isn't My Giving Working? The Four Types of Giving. This is one of the most powerful messages I believe I've ever preached in my life. People all over the world said, this thing works. Yeah, it works. And it's, it works quickly, and it works because God says it would work. There's so much more to learn in this message. Due to time constraints on television, we can't play it all. So simply go to our website, jdm.org, and you can get your copy there, okay? And I, and I know God's going to bless you. That's why we're putting this on. Once again, partners, thank you. My God, you're such a blessing to us. Never a day without prayer. Me and Kathy pray for you every day. If you come to the city of New Orleans and you come view this campus, you walk in that executive hall, there's thousands upon thousands of pictures of partners all over the walls. People love to see that. We have it on digital and we have it physical too, physical pictures. Thank you for blessing us partners. Nothing too small, nothing too big. We believe in God for big things here because we serve a big God. And I know you're going to be a hundredfold receiver. That's what I'm believing for you today. Jesse DePlan said we love you. Don't miss next week. Part two of this message is coming. Join Jesse and Kathy Duplantis for a special Friday event. Join Kathy at 10 a.m. and Jesse at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. August 13th in Nashville, Tennessee at Faith is the Victory Church. 
Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries. Seed or offering given is the only way that the 30, 60, and 100-fold harvest is received. The 36 and 100 fold offer is not received on the first fruit, not received on the tithe, and not received on the alms. That's why he said tithe and offer. This is creating your future.